0: Hello and welcome to That Pregnancy Podcast. On this week's episode, we're talking with Dana Morolato, who is a pelvic and orthophysiotherapist, as well as a wife and mom of a little girl and a little boy. We're talking all things pelvic floor and what you need to know while you're pregnant and after you've given birth. We hope you enjoyed this episode.
1: Let's talk about pelvic floor. <laughs> pelvic floor. I am,
2: All right. Okay.
1: I am, I gotta say, I'm so excited to talk to you about this data because, <laughs> like, I know nothing about pelvic floor besides I've heard some friends do it, like go yeah. for physiotherapy. So, like, just going off, let's just go off the top here. Basic what is pelvic floor physiotherapy?
2: yeah yeah for sure and that's very common it's it's gaining traction and and you know more people are learning about it and it's i hope one day it'll be just standard of practice after you have a baby but essentially in a nutshell pelvic floor physio is the assessment of the pelvic floor and what is encompassed in your pelvis your bony pelvis so your pelvic floor lines the bottom of your bony pelvis. It holds up your pelvic organs, your bladder, your uterus, and your rectum. It is a circulatory system between the upper body and the lower body. It has a sexual function, and the muscles stay contracted in order to keep urine and stool in, hopefully, when you want, and then relax when you want in order to go to the bathroom, so to avoid your bowel or bladder. And then, of course, during pregnancy, they help hold up this growing uterus throughout your, um, you know, I don't know why we call it nine months, it's 10, 40 weeks. And then if you have a vaginal delivery, help birth that baby out through the, the birth canal. And so pelvic physio looks at the pelvic floor, there is an internal exam where we determine What's going on with those muscles? Can you contract them fully? Can you relax them fully? Which is not something that everybody realizes you need to do. Everybody thinks we need to just contract and keep everything in there. But uh, for fully functioning pelvic floor muscles, you want to make sure that those muscles relax as well. We have a look at the position of the pelvic organs. Has there been any, any lowering or prolapse during your birth? Um, and then there is a whole extra array of things that can be done. you know, do you have differences left to right, front to back? Um, you no, know oh, yeah.. No way. You can have one yeah, story sure. stronger than the other. 100 percent. You can have tone higher tone in the back and have it tighter but not be super strong um, in the front or and and these kinds of things lead to pain externally so you can have you know piriformis syndrome is a common one where people come and they've got this nagging pain in their butt no pun intended and they've had every massage therapist and chiropractor and physio work on it And they've always been digging at those external muscles but the muscle's two-sided so you can actually reach it through the vagina and even a little bit more through the rectum and release it that way and really correct the issue yeah no Super cool
1: Okay, yeah. so and, I have to, I, I'm sorry, I just have to stop you there. So like, if you are releasing or relaxing the inside of the muscle, and if you can go through the, the, the vagina or the rectum, does that mean that as a physiotherapist, you are manually relaxing that like you're inserting fingers and then manipulating yes. those
2: muscles? Yes, if, if someone is comfortable. So there's lots we can do externally and look at the whole person. <laughs> My, mind is, sure. right My <laughs> mind is blown right now. My mind is blown right now. Already, this is great. Um, Yeah, so one of the kind of hallmarks of pelvic physio is we are trained to do internal exams. So as long as my client or patients are comfortable, we insert a finger um, or two usually into the vagina. If it is indicated, you know, a lot of tailbone pain or excessive issues, having bowel movements or chronic constipation, we will do a rectal exam, but it's not always um, necessary. But, yeah, they're muscles just like anywhere else in the body. So you go and have your muscles, you know, kind of uh, stripped in your neck when you have tension in your neck. And the same thing can be done, albeit a little bit more gently in the pelvic floor and has have the same effect, that relaxation and letting go of the pel- of those pelvic muscles. Wow. So,
0: So mm-hmm. how many would you say of your clients who come in, actually have an internal
2: exam well most of them do they yeah most of them yeah I would say probably 95 percent of course mm-hmm. there are always going to be people where they're just not comfortable or perhaps they're coming in and I don't do an internal exam if you're until you're six weeks postpartum so if you happen to come a little bit earlier mm-hmm. you know for whatever reason maybe you're having pain or your abdominals are sore which is the other the outside portion of the core when we talk about the core um, or of course, you know, in cases where there's trauma of some sort sexual trauma in their past and they're just not comfortable. But in general, most people are like, I'm peeing my pants. And if that's what you got to do to figure out why, I had a baby. I don't care. You That's know? true. So. Like when,
1: when you say it that way, it absolutely makes sense. Like, yeah, I've had yeah. a baby. No matter if I've had a C-section or a vaginal delivery, everybody has seen everything. I have no shame. Like, <laughs> right? And like said, right for sure. If you're peeing your
2: pants, then yeah, and, lesser of two evils of that. Absolutely and the benefits are just so impactful for quality of life you know when you think about urinary or sometimes stool leakage or chronic constipation or pain with intercourse um, the list goes on pelvic organ prolapse so women who have that kind of heaviness or dragging sensation like they have something sitting in their vagina can be a lowering of the pelvic organs and so retraining the pelvic floor muscles making sure they can fully lift into what we would most know as a Kegel. But also mm-hmm. fully relaxed can have massive implications for quality of life. They don't have to go out and know where all the bathrooms are. They can go to the gym and exercise freely. So, yeah. Wow, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh,
1: it's so interesting and like so fascinating. So, would you yeah. say that off the like are most of your pa- your clients like women like related to
2: childbirth or do outside yeah.
1: women? coming to you as
2: well yeah for sure so the I work at rebirth wellness center in London and so they serve moms primarily and you know once a mom always a mom so of course we I see women from across the lifespan but primarily I'm seeing women during pregnancy and then postpartum and kind of helping them return to whatever their goals are, whether sometimes it's sports, sometimes they, yeah, they just want to fix any, some urinary incontinence. Some people want to get back to CrossFit or running. Um, so primarily, but I do see, I've had women come with digestive disorders, so like chronic constipation or really slow motility through the bowel. Um, I've had women come for menopause related issues. So as we enter menopause, we kind of go through this second hormonal shift that changes uh the pelvic floor and and how the vagina functions sort of and a lot of women will start to experience things like vaginal dryness and that leakage creeps up there and again symptoms of pelvic organ prolapse so i have seen women kind of in that later stage as well and i find that really neat i our generation a little bit younger are more open to the idea of a vaginal exam and talking more openly about these things and yeah i had a baby and Now I pee myself when I jump and it's a little bit more normal. Whereas our moms, like, I know my mom never talked to me about it. It was just something like you have a baby. These are things that just happen, right? So to see women come in that menopausal arena of life and be able to help them is really cool for me. Yeah, like when you see a group of like older, I know like
1: my my mom's group of friends, like they'll be sitting around laughing and then it just, somebody starts laughing harder because they realize that they've peed themselves. Yeah. (laughs) Or like when, or when somebody will sneeze and they, you can see that they cross their legs before they sneeze so that when they sneeze, they don't pee themselves. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. like you said, like I was never told about pelvic floor
2: or anything like that. No, for sure. I always, I joke with all, almost all of my patients, like, you know, all the things they didn't tell you about having a baby. (laughs) Um, We're really great at taking care of babies postpartum, but not so great at taking care of moms, right? So just, I love that you guys are doing this podcast and just talking about issues that women experience more in motherhood and some of them are physical. So there's help. (laughs) Yeah. So question for you. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. You noticed, or you said something about pregnant women coming to see you so when you're pregnant why would you come and see a physio
2: so during pregnancy and first pregnancy or fifth there are changes that are happening in your body your abdominals are lengthening um, your pelvic floor is carrying a heavier load and that changes the stress on these muscles so for some women they might experience urinary incontinence early or they might uh, develop pelvic pain or uh, pubic synthesis pain. Have you heard of that? The like joints at the front of the bony pelvis can become really, really painful. Lower back pain, SI pain. All of these things can be related to what's happening externally as well as internally. Is that like like lightning crotch too? Yeah. Yeah. So lightning crotch. We talked about that in a previous (laughs) episode. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So if you're experiencing any of those during your pregnancy, pelvic floor physio can absolutely be a benefit. Again, it's perfectly safe during baby to do that, or during baby, during pregnancy to do that internal exam. Can you fully contract? Can you fully relax? The, and even outside of any issues, say you're having a dream pregnancy, you're super comfortable, also very beneficial to come to pelvic floor physio during pregnancy because your pelvic floor will naturally start to tighten up during uh, pregnancy obviously it's carrying more so it just develops tone in order to carry that load and what we want to really focus on maintaining is that flexible soft pelvic floor mm. so kind of down training letting tension go in the pelvic floor and most of us have no idea how to do that we are sort we're able to wrap our minds around that lift or pick up the blueberry um, if you've uh, that's a cue that I use as a visualization Um, but not a lot of us are able to think about letting go and relaxing and so we want a soft flexible pelvis pelvic floor that's able to relax in order to birth baby through
0: that's interesting yeah because you Mm -hmm. always hear about afterwards having issues and needing to go Mm -hmm. see a someone to look at your pelvic floor
2: and maybe do some
0: physiotherapy. But like
2: pregnant,
0: I really wouldn't have thought about that. So interesting.
2: Absolutely. I also teach a lot of breath and how to use your breathing to help manage contractions and how you can use your breath to help push baby out that are a little bit more kind to your pelvic floor as opposed to that hold your breath bear down like you're having a bowel movement. Mm-hmm. Cue that if you, I mean, that's the one that I heard, and that can be a fantastic cue for various scenarios, like a baby needs to come out quickly or you know, what have you. And but it's not the most effective, it could lead to a lot of it's exhausting to hold your breath and push down like that. So if you have a lengthy pushing period then you're exhausting yourself it can be pretty hard on your pelvic floor uh, putting you at higher risk for all of those things that I've brought up multiple times the incontinence the pelvic organ prolapse so just learning to use the breath efficiently during pregnancy to spare the pelvic floor wow mm-hmm. this is like yeah. this is so fascinating so fascinating. <laughs> yeah so when I I mean I when I graduated from physio school I didn't think I I would have kind of said you were insane if you told me I'd be doing this but I love it I'm so passionate about it and I love the looks on your faces when I explain to people what's happening with their bodies there's like these light bulb moments for women where they're like yeah that totally makes sense but I you know you never really think about it and you know no because like the only
1: time that I've really heard of friends going are after like really severe traumatic tears to like kind Mm -hmm. of rebuild that strength and essentially rebuild their vagina. Um, (laughs) Or like, at least that's the impression that I've been given from my conversations with them. They're like, yeah, Yeah. I had a third, fourth degree tear, and now I have to go to pelvic floor physio. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So that's where I've always correlated is massive trauma and then fixing the trauma. But it's really, a it can be a a really
2: proactive. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So and I, I'm seeing more of it, even in the, you know, four years that I've been doing this, I'm seeing more of women coming in saying, you know, I don't have any issues, but I don't want any issues. And I've heard this is great during pregnancy and postpartum. Women are coming to me six weeks postpartum and saying, I'm pretty okay. Uh, you know, I feel good. But can you just check? <laughs> can you just check make sure that everything's working okay. And sometimes it's just a one check assessment give them some tips for pelvic health and in life after baby and that's all they're comfortable kind of returning to activity and then of course you know we have the clients who do unfortunately have those more severe tears or they've got some lingering pain um, and they see me a little bit you know more consistently throughout that year a couple years after if they need to but I see it all I cross the spectrum it's funny, because had I known about this when I
0: was pregnant, I totally would have gone just to be proactive when I was mm-hmm. pregnant with the twins. Yeah, but I didn't, yeah. didn't know about going while pregnant.
1: Hey, there's still uh, time. You can yeah, still go. I can still go. I should yeah. make an appointment right now.
2: <laughs> never um, too late.
0: <laughs> no, well, and exactly. And like Dana said, you get women of all ages, because you never yeah. know when there will be an issue, right?
2: Cause I know women,
0: women who are, you know, our parents age who have a prolapse later on in life due to, you know, birth, but it just happens not right away. It happens. It's
2: delayed, right? Yeah, absolutely. And another big one, we do look at the body as a whole, but the core as a whole. So the pelvic floor, or if you think about your core as a canister, like a Coke can, your abdominals are in the front, your back muscles are in the back, your breathing muscle or diaphragm sits on top of that canister and your pelvic floor is on the bottom. So those four components make up your core. Most of us are pretty okay with thinking about it as being your belly and maybe your back, but the breathing and the pelvic floor are two massive aspects of that. Specifically with pregnancy, one thing that I see women for all the time is the retraining of their diastasis. Um, So that ab separation, that absolutely needs to happen during pregnancy in order to allow baby to grow but what we want to see postpartum is for those two sides to start to move back together and not even necessarily knit right back together but we want to be able to develop really good tension in the tendon down the middle so that we don't see any of that doming uh, through the abdomen with things like sit ups, sit ups or picking up your babies or things like that and so that deep layer of your abdominal wall and your pelvic floor we retrain them together so that we can bring that retraining and that coupling actually helps bring the two sides of the separation back together and then bada bing bada boom you've got yourself a strong core (laughs) oh that's pretty cool
0: yeah so and that that's the mom pouch that you're talking about correct
2: yeah. well, Yes, it has many names. So the, the diastasis is actually, it can be from right under your rib cage down to your pubic bone and anywhere along that. Um, most people will see the coning or the doming kind of between their um, rib cage and their belly button. The mom pouch sometimes can be that skin underneath the belly button as well a lot of c-section mamas will come in complaining about kind of the shelf that they get um, around their cesarean scar and cesarean moms also are usually pretty surprised when i suggest doing an internal if they're okay with it because baby didn't come out of my vagina why do i need to have a pelvic floor exam and that pelvic floor still ran a marathon it carried that baby for 40 weeks Um, you know, give or take, and so it's still subject to the same stresses that a vaginal birth would have. Of course, you're spared the actual passage of the baby, but if there was any pushing prior to the cesarean, then you have some of those risk factors as well. As the abdominal scar, coming back to that canister analogy, your abdominal wall has been involved in getting baby out, so there's extra work for the pelvic floor to do to take up the slack essentially and so you want to make sure you bring those two back on board together or back online together post cesarean as well it's really interesting (laughs) because yeah as
0: a c-section mama you don't think uh you think you've been spared the pushing at least with me i had a booked c-section for both both pregnancies but you're right Mm -hmm. you have all the weight and the carrying of the baby or two in my case yeah so there would still be some damage per se.
2: Yeah, um, just extra work and stress on those tissues, right? And we do a, I do a lot of work around this actual scar itself and scar massage. So you can make sure that the um, abdominal wall layers of tissue are moving really well. You don't get any scar tissue. Again, it's really closely connected to the pelvic floor. So if it were to have any adhesions, it could cause pain down into the pelvic floor um, So, yeah, it's all super connected and anybody can benefit.
1: (laughs) One thing that I do want to ask, though, is like, are there any like red flags that somebody should be like, oh, no, this has happened. I need pelvic floor help now.
2: Yeah, I think so. Not necessarily red flags. I think the red flags start as little whispers. Postpartum women are always told kind of about that six week visit, right? go forth and just return to activity listen to your body but nobody really ever tells them what they're listening for so I like to talk about the five things that I like my postpartum mamas to listen for and they start as whispers and then um, can escalate if you were to ignore them absolute red so I'll come back to that but the absolute red flags because that was your original question would be unrelenting pain in the abdomen or the pelvic floor Um, and of course some of these are medical emergencies too right like things that you'd probably want to see your GP about but if you did have a cesarean and you have a lot of swelling or uh, redness or pain around your abdominal scar same thing if you had any tearing in in the perineum and you noticed that it was just really really uncomfortable a lot of pain those are things that would take you back to your doctor probably Red flags for pelvic floor, like you need it again. They start as west wh- as whispers. So the five things postpartum. Your postpartum bleeding. If you are still bleeding, and or it's completely gone away and it comes back. So you it's gone gone away. You go for a postpartum walk not why I called it a postpartum walk. You Go for a 45-minute walk. <laughs> in your postpartum period. <laughs> in your postpartum period. And that bleeding comes back a little bit uh, heavier. That's a sign for you. to You just went a little bit beyond what your body was ready for yet. If you notice any excessive doming in your belly, so you look down and you're decided you were going to do planks today. And you look down at your belly and it's coming through this weird tent uh, shape. That's, again, kind of a whisper to let you know you're going beyond what your abdominals can do there. If you're experiencing any leaking, uh, usually bladder, but can be bowel. If you have any pain um, in your abdomen, your cesarean scar, your perineum, which is the underside of your pelvic floor, the external part of the pelvic floor, your vulva, I suppose. Um, and, or if you have any feelings of heaviness or dragging or feeling like there's something sitting in your vagina, those are the five things that let you know You've gone a little bit beyond what your body's capable of right now. Don't freak out at this point. Just back off a little bit, rest, try again. If you're not able to settle those symptoms down, that might be when you want to seek help from a pelvic physio. If you continue to just ignore these, I know you had um, my friend Rhonda Chamberlain on. She yeah. talks a lot about the athlete brain. Yes. Um, if you get into that athlete brain and you're like, Oh, I just got to push through. Just got to push through these whispers start to get louder until they are yelling at you in a lot of circumstances. So the generally things like leaking, aren't going to go completely away. They're likely to get worse. Maybe not right away, but we're all, I'm always planning for women to be in that menopausal area. We don't want to be having these symptoms later on down the line either. So having good pelvic health all the way around along, um, if you start to ignore these things, they get louder and louder and louder. And then they're a bit more like, go see somebody now. I have people come in and they said they looked in the mirror and there's something coming out of them or they can't stop peeing their pants or those types of things. They happen and they can absolutely still be treated at that point. But they start as whispers. It's
0: easier to treat things early than wait yeah. and let them get worse, right?
2: Yeah, oh for gosh. sure. It's just information, but it's information you should pay attention to. Like
1: I don't have any of those symptoms or like any of those whispers, but I'm just like, oh my god! Like I need to, <laughs> just in case <laughs> for the future. Yeah. Like gonna yeah. go make an appointment now. <laughs> like this is something that I'm just so my mind is blown right now. It is just so-
2: for curiosity's sake, right? Too like you had two babies. How's your vagina doing? <laughs> her.
1: yeah let's like let's see because like Check in i know when i was pushing i when you say that it's like i had two babies like how's my vagina uh it makes me think of when i was delivering freya they were doing a test push so like i remember like they put the finger in and said like okay push like see how you're pushing mm-hmm. and the doctor was like oh there's like she's got really strong muscle like really strong and peter was like nodding his head because my mom said she looked up and saw Peter like nodding that (laughs) that I had a really strong head and he he, like caught her and said like like made eye contact my mom was like kind of not trying hard not to laugh and he was like she's a horseback rider of course she has hard strong muscles (laughs) like obviously (laughs) and it's just like that's it still stands out to me like he was just trying to cover it like yeah like she's ridden horses her entire life of course they're gonna be strong like but it was just <laughs> yeah. He was just yeah, sitting there absolutely. nodding his head, like so awkward. <laughs> yeah, I knew. <laughs> you know. You have kids. There's no secrets anymore. Like Absolutely none. Nope. <laughs> How can people find you? Do you have an it like
2: your Instagram? Do you have a Facebook? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My Instagram is at pick up the blueberry. Um, So, <laughs> using that cue kind of all over my branding. But I work in London, Ontario, at Rebirth Wellness Center as well. So you can find me online there, mostly on Instagram at this point. Facebook keeps reminding me to go on there, but I, I have I have two kids, as you know, I can only do so much. Oh yeah, we we get that a hundred percent. Too much pick up. going on. Yeah, pick right. Up the blueberry, for sure. Pick up the blueberry, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, I hope pelvic physio becomes standard practice. You have a baby, you go and you have a few sessions with the pelvic physio. We're getting there. More OBs, midwives for sure are referring their clients right away. I think there's a few countries in Europe that that is the case. You, I think France, you get 10 visits postpartum just covered by the government. Yeah. Of course you do in France. You get everything. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So hopefully Canada will go that way someday. But until then, we'll just continue to spread the word. Well, yeah, I I, like you said, like, I definitely think
1: younger generations are more open to talking about it because it is definitely a lot more of a conversation piece with people. Thank you so much for doing this. It was so good.
2: Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. This is a lot of fun.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of That Pregnancy Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for an upcoming show, we would love to hear from you. You can connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Best Life Moms Club. Until next time.